Lundy's number five album of the year, Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. Ooh. This is one of the higher ranked albums I had on the year, but has fell off a little, but is still one of my favorite albums of the year. I think Billie's writing is exceptional on the album, especially at 19. She makes it really relatable. And, you know, teenage stardom is so difficult, I can only imagine. And on top of that, they have the power duo with her brother Phineas, whose production is the best of the best in the pop world right now. Um, as a lover of pop music, this album sticks with me throughout the year, and I still continue to listen to it. My number five. Hard to argue there. Uh, great album. Uh, I think what uh, maybe eight point five, eight point six, or something. What was the what was the overall score from us? I think eight point five, maybe. Was it yeah, eight? I think it's eight seven. Uh, I gave it a nine. Rito eight point five. Roz eight point five. So yeah, it's like a eight point seven, probably something like that. Yep, super good album. I was impressed. Um, she's following up on a you know a tough tough act to follow. So uh, I think she killed it, and uh, we may see her at Coachella, right? Hope so. Yeah, her voice is fantastic. I mean, you can't doubt that. And the production's amazing. So great album. All right. Drum roll. Uh number five of my year in review goes to Jungle with Loving and Stereo. Fantastic album. Uh it was a new one for me, new new artist. So uh thanks for that one, Lundy and random Twitter hockey guy. <laughs> um TSR rating was a nine, which is one of the highest we've given, especially for a new artist, which uh, was surprised us all. I know that. Uh, my personal rating was an 8.4. If I had to re- redo it, I think it'd fall in about the same the same area. Uh, favorite song on there was Romeo. Uh, from front to back, just a great album. Super fun. I remember the first time I listened to it was actually right after uh, or during while I was doing the uh, the rap battle. So I was listening, I was listening to those back and forth and on and on, and I was just so sick of it. And I was actually driving uh, to the airport like three o'clock in the morning and threw it on for the first time, and it had that intro um, going into song two, man. And I was like, I sat up in the chair and everything. I was like, man, this kicks ass. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so Jungle, great, great one. Yeah, that, that album for me is just, you know, it's really good. Uh, I personally love what the duo does. And then uh, what made it even higher for me was just watching what they do live and just knowing that they produce it all themselves and they own a record label. Like, my respect is there for Jungle, for sure. 100%, man. I always find if, you know, I love a good voice and a good songwriter, but if you're producing all your own stuff, if you're like, that's like a next level of talent, which to me has always affected my ratings yeah. all the time since yeah. we started. You know, I'll definitely give a boost if I know that you're not in the studio actually doing it yourself, not only just singing. So fantastic. Also, I don't know about Jungle. You never hear about them in doing tours over here. Are they only in the overseas right now or where are they? <sighs> I think. Yeah, I think they're overseas. They got uh, they got put on that uh, next summer. This ain't a picnic festival lineup that the same people that do Coachella put okay. off. Uh, yeah, I I don't really know. They're not really that well known. Man. Like, yeah, looking at other, you know, like I don't know if we want to call them our competitors at this point, but uh, <laughs> like Pitchfork and stuff, and you know, Consequence of Sound, like not even in the top, <laughs> not even in the top fifty. Yeah. Man, you don't see them. You don't it, see them. It's, 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 it's weird. They have, they have no press, and it's it's absolutely – it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't yeah, make any sense at all. Those lists have a lot of fucking garbage on there, too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I will admit, I did look through all those lists, and I was just, like, scratching my head a lot. A lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's so yeah. much good music. It's like, anyway. So, this one – so as everyone knows, the two sweet reviews, not so much as the audience. I am an electronic music guy. So um, indie rock was never my first love, but I've learned to love it over the years, and especially since we've started doing reviews. Uh, this one, 
as far as art rock in rock goes, alternative rock, I always mess those up. I'm sure Lonnie can correct me on this. My number five is Jubilee, Japanese Breakfast. Personally, fantastic album. The top five, I mean, it's so hard to really get down to five albums, and it's very good. And I would be surprised if this was much higher on the other guys' picks. Lyrically fantastic. Her voice is great. She fucking shreds the guitar, man. Like, the band is great. Like, I think one of you told me that, like, she does a lot of her own. Like, she writes, and well, a lot of the instrumentation is her. She does a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Japanese Breakfast, never heard of her before. Told myself I'd go back into her earlier discography. I haven't yet, but no. Number five for me, Jubilee. Great fucking album. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good I, I don't I don't know what else to say at this point, but uh, another uh, another shout out to uh, Lundy's Twitter hockey guy, right? Yeah, yeah, Jay Jay Brecky, man, uh, Jay Brecky season. No, I, I mean fantastic album, man. The the one two punch at the start with Paprika and Too Sweet. I I I end up throwing this album on all the time in the car, like when I even go on short drives, and I've I've listened to those two songs probably. I don't know, 200 plus times since it came out yeah. in the summer. Like it's insane. Uh, all around fantastic album. One of my favorites it's, for sure. It's so diverse, like from song to song, like there's just so much going on and knowing that she's behind it all just gives you such an appreciation for what she put together. And uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Amazing album. Fantastic. Me, uh, new, uh, another new artist similar to Jungle. Um, out of nowhere for 2021. So yeah. uh, much, much appreciation on that one. Lundy, uh, did that album have a single? Because, I mean, my favorite song on the album was Savage Good Boy. I really like that one. I don't yeah. know. Was that the single of the album? No, Be Sweet uh, Be was sweet. was the, the, the lead single. Uh, yeah. It's too sweet. Uh, I'm not really sure. I I actually, I mostly picked up on her from, well, from the Twitter, but as well, she used to get a lot of play on XM, which I canceled because... I don't drive my car anymore. <laughs> so uh, at, the, at the time of at the time of that, uh, B Suite was on the radio a ton. Now, yeah. if she released more singles after that, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward. Again, not sure how the lineups are going. If she's going to be touring, I mean, this album just came out. Like you think all this, you know, the 2021 albums that we're reviewing, you, you think you'd see this kind of stuff popping up, especially for like the really acclaimed she, stuff. She's one of the ones that I am just you know no one's she's again like she's not she does have some press on on those lists and stuff but she doesn't get a whole lot of talk in the industry about you know being high on festival lineups or anything like that like but yeah man if she pops up on on coach or something like that i'll will be so yeah. stoked to see her. she's almost cool. she's almost like underground right like she's like yeah, that's, yeah but i mean obviously critically acclaimed and like a million lists like you see it everywhere yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I, absolutely like, I think uh, I think uh, posing in bondage could give us an eventually experience. Yeah, you said so? that once, Bob. I, it is, I, it's I got, really it's do. Got yeah. those layers. It's got those layers. Yeah. I really do. Like with the like in the dark, sun coming down, and like mm. man, just think of that song and the crowd. Oh my fuck! Like, love to hear that. Um. So explain to the folks at home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> eventually experience yeah so tame and Paul. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> leave, leave, leave with us and make everything an inside joke yeah, yeah. Let's keep so yeah so tame and Paul eventually obviously fantastic live we've all had experiences together listening to that song live and it was fucking awesome so definitely yeah, i agree with that yeah i guess the big thing about eventually is that going into the going into the concert when we seen them at oh oh it was like not anywhere near probably our top like five or top three songs yeah. by team. No, but no. then we all walked out of the show being like, man, how good was that eventually? <laughs> song? Like insane, right? Like, yeah. 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 I, I remember um, when the slow rush came in, I was like, oh, this is the new eventually. Yeah, but then you listen, <laughs> but then you listen to them, you listen again. They're like, oh no, eventually is eventually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, my fourth place album of 2021 is home video by lucy dacus this is so fucking sad this whole album is there's no question <laughs> about it at, at the point of when this came out i was almost certain this would be my favorite album of the year because it just hit in so different than any album that i remember listening to in the last like few years Dacus is 
a phenomenal songwriter. And there are lots of great songwriters out there, but I've never seen someone put together an album like this. Like, I don't know how many tracks are on there offhand, but you know, there's 10 to 15 songs on there. And every song is a story that's on one topic. And it's absolutely incredible how she's able to like hone that craft and basically put you at the scene of the crime type thing. Um, you know, I was, I was just amazed from the minute I heard it. And I think it kind of gets overwhelming to listen to over and over uh, because of the subject matter. But, you know, the, the credit is there. It's got to be given to her um, because phenomenal songwriter. And, you know, I love the album. And I'm a big sad music fan anyways. But uh, just so good, in my opinion. Yeah, fantastic. Also, she's very good friends with another sad uh, artist my, that you... <laughs> my, my personal favorite, Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah, if, if we would have done 2020, I probably would have gave Phoebe Bridgers all five spots. <laughs> the, the, the saddest top five of all. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my favorite albums by Phoebe Bridgers are these five songs by Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> that would have been, people would be just like clicking out, all right, wow, this guy. All right, no, 100%, man, that album, fantastic. Like you said, songwriting is great. Like, it's crazy. And it's like every every song wasn't like she was writing a song. It was like a story. It was almost like a movie. Like, every song I listened to on that album, I could kind of, like, go through, like, the entire scene in my head. And I've never really experienced that too many times with songwriting in general. Like, not even just this year. Like, it was it was pretty it was pretty cool experience. So, yeah, no, really good album. Good pick. Yeah, my uh, I was definitely lower on this album than you guys. Like, I, I appreciate what she does. I think she's great and all that. It's just, you know, as, as a body of work. And I, I mean, we've talked about this before, guys. When we, uh, when we mass listen albums, we kind of put them on and repeat to get our, our thoughts down. That sometimes it can get watered down and really either negatively emphasize or in some cases positively emphasize or bump or bump down our scores. This, that may be the case in this one. Um, just as a listening experience, it just, it just dragged on for me. Uh, I think she is great. And I find like when I put on an individual song, I appreciate it much more than when I listen to the full thing. Right. Just like I listen to it and I, you know, dude, it, it just became too much, but then I throw on Brando or something. I'm like, damn, yeah, this is a great song. Right. So yeah, yeah. that's where, that's where I'm with it. And, but, uh, good choice. It's, it's, uh, she's great. And that's what makes Two Sweet Reviews so great, right? Like there's three of us. So there's always going to be an odd man. And typically, sometimes there's a critical consensus of all three of us, but it's always two on You're going to see a two on one a lot of the time. So, but that's what makes it so good. So, so diverse. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. All right. Uh, song four for 20, or album four for 2021. Um, maybe a little bit of a surprise. Um, goes to Courtney Barnett. Things take time, take time um we at two sweet review had a, a lot going on in uh, december kind of pushed our review out it'll be the the earliest one in january i'd say by the time uh this podcast comes out it'll be out but um man i just love courtney barnett style um like from her first two albums right into this one she had a lot to live up to she uh, gained a following super quick and uh, critically acclaimed two albums as well they're great I know uh, Lundy thinks so, and we've been trying to get Roz on the train. I don't know where he is with it, but uh, I guess we'll find out when we read his review. But uh, like, her like garage, like I'm going to sing as if you're talking to me style, like and uh, um, she uh, she wrote the album like while she was going through a long term uh, relationship breakup and uh, in isolation with COVID. So it's a, it's a really sad album. But uh, I don't know. I just love the girl style and uh, looking forward to, to more from her. Um, I know that like throughout the year, as, uh, as uh, artists do, she was releasing singles. So she released like anywhere from three to four singles. And we were talking about them. We still haven't given our, our thoughts um, on the album together. So I don't even know what the guys think. Um, so right now, the TSR rating is to be determined. And I guess I'm, uh, I see what the guys think, but I guess I'll hold my rating until that time comes. <laughs> I mean, guys, we can give them out if you want. I mean, I don't have mine ready. No, no, I, I can no. talk to the album. And no, no, I can sweat. talk as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just 
I, I, it, not to spoil, I guess it is spoiler. It didn't make my top five, but I have been listening to this album a ton. I mm-hmm. too love Courtney Barnett. Um, for me, the biggest thing that I love about this album is album number one was just tongue in cheek, funny songs. Like she was just singing about odd, obscure topics, and I loved it. Uh, album two got really serious. Like, but this is like kind of mixed in both. Like you can still see the the funny side of her, and like her lyric, her writing is is amazing. And I, I haven't really fleshed it out yet, but whatever she does or her guitar player or her, it's almost like she plays it like an acoustic. And I just love the little riffs that she has in every single song. They just sound yeah. amazing. <clears throat> um, yeah. Personally, we'll, uh, it'll, it'll last a long time for me, but uh, I, I just love her as an artist. All right. Well, as I spoke earlier to, uh, usually two against one, this is definitely the case this time. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Lundy, I don't know if it's Lundy or Reed who got me. I think it was, it was Lundy. You've been, you've been on me for like, what, a year, two years? Just, you know, see this girl or, t- or listen to something? Yeah. So I'll tell you, uh, sometimes <laughs> I sit and think. Sometimes I just sit. Love that album. Fantastic. Yeah. I liked it so much. I went into Tell Me How You Really Feel, really like that. Like you just went up, you know, you just touched on. Love those albums. I had really high hopes because this really was an artist. I really did enjoy her past work. So when Things Take Time came out, I had a few listens. And honestly, I don't want to give it away again. I'm sure the review will be out, but uh, still working on it. But it just, I don't know, it just seemed a bit lazy to me. I wasn't a huge fan. There was a, a guitar solo at one point, and I just felt like she would, like, I don't know who plays it, but it was just like, it just seemed very lazy. And I, maybe that's her thing, but I think that is her thing. Yeah. It didn't, just didn't, I don't know. It just, just didn't do like the, hey. and like the, the songwriting at some points. Like I just, I just, it just felt like when I listen, go back and like, I have, sometimes I sit on my, like download on my Spotify. I listen to it all the time. I think it's fucking yeah. awesome. It's one of my favorite but, albums ever. Yeah. It's fucking. So maybe there's like a contrast kind of uh, thing going would, on, but yeah, I would still say her first album is by far her best album. Yeah, I, just, I don't I think don't it's I don't think it's crazy to say that that's you know if you like number one it doesn't necessarily mean you like three but if you like three no, you'll, no. you'll probably love love one. You know? yes, yeah, 100%. and I, I I think like what has been out there is is kind of what Roz said <laughs> that like it's not her best blah blah blah. Um, I've read some reviews and it's like everybody loves the first two, especially number one. But and this yeah. one may be a little step down, but like just for me, I just I just love her. I, I, bo- I like, you uh, you vibe with her man like her voice yeah. and the way she does stuff just sits with you. I mean that's that's how yeah. that's how music works, which is cool. And yeah, definitely. And and this shows off the benefit of TSR and that you know are often will get you know stuck in sevens and low eights with albums, but if you really dig into each of our albums and see what all of us have to say on stuff, it can really give you perspective on who you align up with and, and, you know, what albums would be for you. And I mean, at the end of the day, that's the goal here is to find new music for us and, and new music for, you know, friends and, and our followers. Right. Yeah. Definitely don't want to seem it as though, you know, you look at our average, like obviously with three people, the average is going to be balanced out. But I mean, like you said, you have to go in there, read the reviews, go on the website, see what you have, see what everyone has to say see the ratings and then check it out for yourself. Really. It's just about finding new music. It's not about the rating itself. You know, that's just our opinion. It's just an opinion, right? Yeah, sure. It's at the end of the day. So no, these the sponsors brought to you by <laughs> Michael. Two sweet reviews. Everything from uh, Spotify playlist, Apple playlist. We have it all. So just uh, check it out after this. All right, Ross, give us number four. Okay, number four. I actually don't have too much to say with this one because Lonnie damn near said everything. My number four is home video. It is fantastic. Lucy Dacus. Is it Dacus? Dacus. Dacus. Lucy Dacus, home video. The songwriting, man. Like, honestly, you can't say anything else about it. Like, every song was a story. And even instrumentally, it was it was great. It was everywhere. They had the slow song. There was some rock in there. Personally, BBS is my favorite. I never even caught the Vacation religious- Bible School. Yes, the religious connotations of all of it until I went back and went, oh, yeah, this is like a Jesus camp. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't even get it. Then I was like, oh, it all makes sense. But no, man, like number four for me, home video. This is probably wrong to say, and I'm sure it'll be touched on later. But Jubilee and home video for me were really juggling, right? Like I like them both, but 
I just like home video more. <laughs> I just thought I thought, just thought it was like the, the songwriting was a little bit better. Just even like the instrumentals were a little bit better, but they were very, I would, I know, I don't want to put everything into like a alt rock bucket, but like they were very switching by yeah. the end of this. Cool yeah, know. yeah, I mean, it's, that sucks. It's stuck, you know, we're not always right. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you can't always make the right decision. You can't always make the right call. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. <laughs> top five, if you're in a top five, so much music comes in every year. If you're in a top yeah. the top five really can interchange. Everything can go up and down a little bit. I mean, you know, it's top five is a, sorry, it's a hard oh, listening. Oh, man. My songs is like rolling the dice. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, like uh, anyway, we'll we'll get into that later. Yeah. I guess things things change. Things change with your mood, man. Every day is a different day. You don't know what you're into, and things you're like, man, this is the best thing ever. And it's like, oh, it's the second best thing ever. <laughs> Two of the boys with Lucy in number four, eh? Yeah, that's the first. Nice. That's our first match. First match of the evening. <laughs> My number three album of 2021 is "I Don't Live Here Anymore" by The War on Drugs. This album to me is just so technically perfect from a rock perspective. I don't think, or my opinion, is that there is no one even close to the war on drugs making rock music in today's day and age. I believe that, I don't really know how to say his name. Adam Granduschel, I'll say. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna be. He's gonna be so I'm, mad. I'm so he's sorry. So <laughs> I don't. I'm so sorry that I don't know how to say your name. But I believe you've perfected your craft, and I totally respect that. You know, you are making this music in 2021 because you're following the ability to sell out concerts. Uh, place high on festival lineups just shows you're going against the grain. You're, you know, it, it's, it's straight up awesome. I can sense, you know, your love for that 80s and, and how you're kind of still there in a way, but bringing it all to us. And I respect it as a huge rock fan. Um, I think your discography is straight up amazing. And this just further cements the fact that, uh, my favorite rock band making music right now unless Radiohead decides to pop up and make an album at any time. Yeah. That'd be such high praise if you didn't call him Dushal. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, hey, I was, I was thinking his kids go to school, like, all right, sound it out. Brian, <laughs> douche. Oh. <laughs> Too many syllables. Oh, God. He, uh, yeah. He looks like a guy you'd find at the local watering hole, eh? Like yeah, long hair, yeah. like yeah. greasy, greasy looking dude. Uh, I'm right there. <laughs> I'm right there with you, man. Love the album. Um, what do we? Uh, I think I got it written here somewhere. It was an eight point five. Yeah, yeah, eight point five. Uh, high scores, definitely from us. Um, I'm right there with you, man. So many good songs. Um, that that living proof. Oof. Yeah, what a jam! Oh my! <laughs> oh, it's really good. Uh, I agree. I mean, you look at like the landscape of rock. Like, I think you said in your review, Lenny, like rock is like dead. Like, there's like it's it's hard to find a good rock band. It's like you look at like Foo Fighters. They're putting out albums. That, like, would you even call it rock anymore? Like, really, it's hard to find a good rock album these days. And mm -hmm. this is one. And this is definitely one of them. This is this is this album is fantastic. It's really really good. Yeah, so yeah no. that, man, that's a that's another topic of conversation at all uh, or all together. I mean, sorry, uh, like rock bands these days and longevity. Like yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking about the other day. I don't know if any of you caught my my tweet, random tweet with like 100 followers. I said, like, who in the last 20 years is a better discography than the Strokes and the rock album? Like name some rock bands right now, you know, yeah. and, and I think that further cements what Lundy said, like. These guys are doing it. They're they're killing it, um, and they're you know they're they're at the top or very close to it. And uh, bands on the go right now, and they they're pretty diverse as well. Um, 
just uh, yeah, continue to gain an appreciation for what they put out. Well, when you got like eight di- and when you got eight different guys playing eight different guitars, you can make a lot of different sounds. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Yeah, you can. Yeah, that that yeah. must be a that must be a trick to see live. That that's pretty cool. Yeah. I uh, I agree. Like I'm in my head right now thinking like other than war on drugs, the war on drugs, Red Van Fleet, maybe like. That's what, what I mean. That? There's there's like uh, the uh, the ones that are on the go are still old. Like, yeah. You got your you got your Radiohead. You got your Chili Peppers flip flopping guitarists. Like uh, yeah. Like who but, like, when, the it, when it comes to rock bands with longevity in the past even ten years, like who who are we looking at? You know. Yeah, you're not looking at anyone. The majority of them, and I, I said it in my review. Like, I actually, I call the war on drugs like commercial rock because like they haven't changed from '90s, right? Like they could pop back in the '80s or '90s and just fit right in. Whereas you got like, you know, rock bands of today. Like when someone says rock, people are like Arcade Fire or Radiohead and stuff like that. But man, their yeah. their music's obscure, it, man. Like, yeah, they're yeah. Not, they're not they're not strictly just playing guitars and drums. It, you know, it it probably goes back to the Strokes. And you know, maybe the Chili Peppers, but really their best music yeah. came in the nineties. You know, yeah. uh, now with John back in the fray, like I would say that yeah, they're probably up there. You know, there's tons of great rock bands. It's just they're they don't exist. They don't. They're not making music anymore. Is, is yeah, no. basically what it is. Dave 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 Grohl just sees a market weakness. And they'll say, all right, we'll put out like mediocre music because there's nobody else doing it. Yeah. 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 I think he's just like a human golden retriever and he just loves playing. He just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, loves, yeah. loves being on tour, loves like fucking you know, playing concerts. Like, and more power to him, but that album is trash. Yeah. Album's absolutely trash. <laughs> absolutely trash. I think we gave, I think we, did we fail it or it was like close? Yeah. Uh, I think it was like a 5.4 or something like that. <laughs> I think I, I, I don't, someone failed it. I forget. I, who. I, I kept it above water. Yeah. I kept I think me yeah. and you. I think I failed it for sure. I think oh, I gave it a five. I gave it a pity five because like, <laughs> like I can't fail Foo Fighter. I can't fail Dave Grohl. But uh, I don't know. Maybe should have. Maybe I maybe woke him up. Yeah. Oh, you you wrecked them. And you're like probably the biggest fan of the three of us. If uh, maybe Reed, but I don't know. I love his old stuff. I love the Foo Fighters, but you know, he could have just faded. They could all just faded off into the dust and made an album once every six years and probably been good, but. Yeah. He just, like you said, he's, he just wants to keep making music. I mean, you know, he's fucking, he's the goat. He's like the he's rock like, god. He's the rock god. god. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. I, exactly. I just personally don't like his latest music. Yeah. yeah and if I ever see them, pray oh. that, you know, they they don't play any of it. So. <laughs> pray. Yeah, or, or, or else. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. So we're, we're dragging here. Let's, uh, yeah. I like it, but uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a two-hour podcast. Who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen here? Well, this is this is kind of <laughs> not to cut you off, sorry, Reed, but this is kind of why I was like, maybe we need an album and a song episode because it could just yeah. get too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, okay. let's uh let's do read number three. All right, number three, and I uh guarantee we're gonna hear this one later. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Rufus the Soul Surrender. Mm. Uh, so this one uh, had a TSR rating at 8.5. Uh, personal rating, 8.8. Love it. I got it on um uh, Sorry, no. I was at TSR. We're waiting for this all year. Um, I think the live came out first, which is a huge bopping single. And then they put out On My Knees, which is amazing. Um, <clears throat> I mean, other than the review, review we gave, what more do you say about Rufus? Like, uh, you know, their EDM style. And uh, they just kill it. Um, song after song after song. Just, uh, uh, I don't know. They, they Like, I'm not a major EDM fan. Um, I, I feel like I've been getting into it more over the years. But they grab me more so than others. Like, they kind of have a bit of mystery and intrigue in their music that they really suck you in. And then their payoffs are just so worth it. Um, whether it's a three-minute song or, like, a seven and a half minute song like always there to to end the album which is a great one um but yeah i, I don't know what more i mean i say uh, i'm sure roz will fill in the blanks with a ton of nice <laughs> nice, nice lingo and just no just, just go read his review on the website yeah it's, great, no, it's, but, it's glowing but but uh these uh these guys just kill it and um 
I just want COVID to fuck off and let me enjoy. <laughs> and we let lost me enjoy, transmission. Let, let me enjoy some live music again. This, this just this just in. Do your podcast. Rufus, 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 no, okay. I'll just, I'll just, I'll say something right now. Uh, I, as, as, as the, as the EDM electric guy, electronic guy, the thing that Ruf, the thing with Ruf is that that really separates him from EDM, and a lot of artists hate EDM, electric dance music, because they think of just DJs, press and play, A B, go back and forth, slide around. What they do is that they they take away all the stigmas of EDM, where they're not just on stage playing song, like they're playing the song, they're playing it. Like, I mean, you got the drummer's drumming, the guitarist is guitar, the guy's singing. It's like you're getting a full dance show, except that it's all live. And people will respect live EDM more than they'll ever respect EDM as a cult, as a, as a, as a genre. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So there's nothing you can really say. I mean, it's like, like songwriting, singing, but they play. And that's the thing that separates them. They play. You don't see a lot of that in EDM. So, yeah, uh, I, I, would, I would 100% agree uh, with that. They are by far my favorite, you know, dance type music band making it today um as anyone knows me in that you're the big adm guy i am like the anti-edm guy uh i i love it um i but i don't have a whole lot of respect for i know it's hard to make but like if your live show is just you up on press and play on your album that that hurts it in my opinion so that's why i love rufus so much in that I've seen them live. I've seen the show that's there and I absolutely respect the hell out of what they do. Um, personally for me, this album is a drop from their second, but it's still damn good. And I listen to it pretty constantly. Yeah. And that could be like, and with me, Courtney Barnett, like you, you kind of, there's like a recency bias where you're going to obviously judge it out based on its previous album. So for all of good, what do you do? Right. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah. So no, Solid, solid criticism. One, one uh, additional thing to consider, like I feel like a Rufus type album like this, uh, like longevity. Still going to be listening to songs from that album forever. Um, yeah, the yeah. same way we do with uh, Solace and uh, the first one there, which is my favorite. <laughs> but uh, yeah, bloom. Um, bloom. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I, I just can't wait to see some of the some of the live renditions, man. I, I cannot uh, like I, like that's that's, that's where these guys shine, man. Uh, like that, you, uh, that Oshiego we saw them together. Uh, I may have been a few feet back from you, but uh, yeah, <laughs> we yeah. saw them together was just incredible, and uh, yeah, I just can't wait to relive it. Yeah, it actually kind of makes it more respectful in that you can see how musically inclined they are, that they have the ability to make this crazy album using mostly a computer and like that kind of stuff, and the you know the the electronic drums and all that, and then they just turn around and they're like, well. Now we need to make it using all different instruments so we can play it live. So, you know, and they produce it all. It's they're hugely 100%. respectful in my eyes in terms of what they do. 100 percent. Yeah. You'll you'll find a lot of EDM. Uh the fact that it's electronic music, you can make it on a laptop. Everything's baked in. You don't need you can make a fucking EDM sound with stuff. Like nothing. Like so and you a lot of people, drive. make a, a lot of people, But I'll tell you, a lot of people in EDM. They use electronic music as a crutch, whereas Rupert uses it as an extension. Yeah, they use yeah, it. They can use all this. They can use all this electronic stuff, but it's not because they're in a box where they don't know how to do it. Because they can fucking do it. They do it live. They're using it to really just make the best possible music with every element they can possibly use. Which is why I love them as a band. My only issue is that. All right, save it for number one. Save it for number okay. one. Jesus okay. Christ. Okay, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. Oh, you gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go. Okay. All right, I'm stopping. I'm stopping. Give us your number three first. <laughs> you saved me from myself. Yeah. Uh, okay, so number three album for me of the year. Uh, it's been said already, Loving and Stereo. I love this album, Loving and Stereo. It's fantastic. Um, not to use, uh, not to uh, be too dramatic, but I feel as though how Daft Punk did Random Access Memories in 2013 and brought disco, electronic disco, back into the current climate. Uh, Jungle did the same thing. They basically took a sound from the 70s. They took disco, gave it an EDM twist, and then brought it right up to 2021. And it's 
just the music it's the drums are crisp the the singing is great like you can't be in a bad mood with songs i mean you listen to something like keep moving like you will move like there's nothing you can do about it you know what i mean like it's just in, in, a, in a year with so much bullshit and this covid stuff and like all this like garbage going on like you, you put on that album you're gonna be smiling you're gonna be dancing there's nothing you can do and for that number three 100 percent Ah, I love that. I mean, it was number five. I, I said my thoughts. I'm, I'm in line with you, Ross. Uh, it's a great one. Uh, it's hard to hard to feel down when when listening and all situations listening uh, in the car, at the grocery store, packing up those chips and <laughs> chips and dip. Uh, I'm with you. And uh, yeah, Lundy, I feel like we're going to hear some more thoughts from you at some point. Yeah, that's why I pass it on to you. I'm just going to roll this in right into my number two of the year. <laughs> Uh, that is uh, Jungle Loving and Stereo. So this is our first three for three and uh, not surprised at all to see this pop on all of our list. It, it came up huge. You know, this was, it, I'd never heard of them before. We discussed this when Reed brought it up. Um, same thing again, like listen to that intro. And then as soon as the second pop song popped on, I was just like, holy shit. Is this like, is the rest of the album like this? And it is. <laughs> It is so good. Doesn't stop. It, Doesn't it stop. is. Um, and it's so consistent. It's it's as close on a no skip album that I've seen in that I've listened to in forever. Uh, you know, it's it. Well, it's my number two. It's my second favorite album of the year. It's <laughs> it's, it's so damn good. Um, you know. I had to pick a song later on and trust me, it was hard. There, there <laughs> are like, there is probably seven songs that I could have picked yeah. like in that range. Like this album was straight up great. And then you see what they do live and you lit, you read about what they do to make the album. It's just an all around incredible. It's so impressive. There's two guys. I mean, they, they bump it up to like 10 people for the live show, but. I mean, in the same way we just talked about Rufus, it's like, you know, they don't use it as a crutch. Like they they make sure that they can remake it live, and it, and it just makes it that much better. And it's so respectful for when artists do that. Like that's, I want to see what you have to do to make that music. You know, unless you got 100%. something along the lines of you know a Chemical Brothers background show, then I don't really care about you up there pressing play, right? Like this, yeah. this I want to see the. 10 different musicians playing 10 different instruments. It's simply incredible. Um, you know, I think we promoted this on our, on our uh, Instagram account a lot. It wasn't so much from Reed, but uh, like at the time when we reviewed this, I, I, this was another one that I truly thought might be number one. Yeah. Um, and in today's day and age where so many people are listening to the more dance side of music, the more uh, upbeat type stuff, Everyone should listen to this album. It, there is there is something here for everyone. This is a this is an awesome album, and oh my God. It, yeah. It, yeah. I I hope to see them live. They're another band that's that's high on my list now. Hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like I said, I I liked them to death punk because I mean, like you said, they have ten people on stage doing it, but it's two guys in the studio figuring out what's going on. Like I like the the creative process itself is mind boggling. Like. It's not like they have access to like a 10-person choir or a disco ballad like in their in their studio. So they're all doing this in their head, doing it as two, and then branching it out for the live show. It's really quite impressive what they're doing. Yep. All right. Number two. Great. All right. My number two album of the year. Um, the War on Drugs. I don't <laughs> live here anymore. Um, so we've we've already said a lot about this. Uh, personal rating was eight or personal rating was eight point eight. If I had to redo, it'd be probably in the same ballpark, but um, what more can I say, really, guys? Uh, we really, re really dug into this one deep earlier. I think we said the most, the most that we wanted. Um, I will add that I got it on vinyl for Christmas, which <laughs> is fantastic. Uh, so thank you to uh, Ohana, if anybody cares to listen, uh, from our little uh, Da family group. Um, I guess one uh, to listeners, I want to emphasize that I know me and Rod felt this way. Um, it took a few listens before I really loved it. Um, 
I think, you know, music is like that. Um, some stuff is going to stick with you right away. Like I mentioned earlier, when I, when I heard jungle, I sat up in my chair on no sleep and it gave me a jolt of energy. Um, this one took a, like had a, had a bit of a longer game to it. Um, took a while, took a few listens. Um, you know, it took me, you know, I think it's what nine or 10 songs long. And, uh, there's a couple in there that I didn't particularly like, but the rest of it was just, was just genius and you know the way they put it together like uh starting off with living proof and then right into harmonious song like come on two absolute beauties um yeah i I don't really have much more than we didn't already say it's a great album great band um i don't even think they they won their last album one uh, performance of the year and this one didn't get nominated which was definitely surprising um because i think it warrants a uh, nomination but but hey uh this isn't uh the the uh grammy academy or whatever it's called isn't calling me for <laughs> <laughs> i mean not yet no <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be pre- we'll be presenting award one day. yeah we'll actually the, swe- the sweeties the sweeties <laughs> anything to add ross no man like again i really think this band's great the album was great it's like just no i have nothing to add. no I, I think it's really solid really solid yeah for me you know uh just a touch back on that uh taking a while to set in you know uh, the war on drugs are famous for layering music as the song progresses and it's 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 their style but you know it could be one guitar and at the start and then you know you get to the second uh refrain or chorus or whatever and he's got like three more guitars there and he just builds and builds and builds and you know you really don't pick up on that kind of stuff on the first listen so you can really appreciate the album um yeah and it's another one of these that you know if if you're into that sort of music like if you like rock music and you focus on you know k-rock stuff old old music the war on drugs are a great band for the current day for you to dig into like they they could they could very well put it on and they would think that they're from the 80s yeah the uh the main the main guy he's he's doing all the like he's layering instruments he's he's yeah the douche douche (laughs) he's 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 like he's like running all this right he's putting the layers on himself and then he's he's, yeah yeah he's kind of outsourcing yeah his his um his band is is obviously musically inclined they help him with the stuff but he's kind of in the way of the dave Grohl, the kevin parker that kind of stuff where yeah where he writes almost everything and then tells people what to play. yeah which you can only respect like it's like musical genius goes around like it's got to be a genius to do like that right it's it's insane sponsored by bud light by bud light all right <clears throat> so you guys think you got me figured out you guys think <laughs> You guys, you think you think you got me pegged, okay? I know what you're thinking. But you don't. My number two album of the year 2021 is Surrender, Proves the Soul. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> shit! Oh, shit. <laughs> What's going to happen? Uh, anyway, we'll get to that. Oh, so, boy. I, I started gushing already when Lonnie brought it up. Surrender for me, I mean, their albums are always killer. They're always perfecting their sound. They're using EDM as an extension of themselves rather than using it as a crutch to create music. They're fantastic. The uh, the only criticism I have of this album is that they're going to get more famous and they're not going to get sunset sets anymore. They're going to have to play main events and it's going to be annoying because I enjoy the sunset sets. My God, I just I don't know what to say. Sonically, it's the best. They've, they've obviously done good stuff in the past and they have so much good music. Their catalog is great, but like, Sonically, they just—I just feel like they—they perfected what they're going for, and they're doing it really well. Like it's just so good, and I mean, the vocals are fantastic. Like, everything's great. Like a lot of aspects. I don't know. I know when this came out, I was really, and it was a hot item in two C reviews. I really, I fucking went hard with this album, and I gave it like a <laughs> nine point, gave it a nine point five out of ten, which I still agree with. Um, but um, I gave you yeah, a hard time. Listen, we like it's just for my personal taste, and I try to leave my taste complete not completely out of it. But as an EDM guy, yes, obviously I love this album. Yeah, so no, I mean that's that's it. I mean I just prove it's the soul. I would say probably my favorite uh, band right now, and Surrender, my second favorite album of the year. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean you know 
Uh, I've said what I wanted to say about them. I think they're fantastic. It's just, you know, it, the critical side of me and the personal side of me is just, it's just not enough laptop died on read. It's just not enough to be, you know, uh, in the same way that you don't love the rock side of stuff is I don't love the EDM side of stuff. And that's what's cool about TSR. But, you know, this verged on, you know, I still have my number one to come, but spoiler, it's not Rufus the Soul. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh no. <laughs> now, now, now that that would be a twist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you know, uh, I think it's fantastic. Uh, look forward to seeing them. I, you know, they're just they're a band for me. I guess. Oh, just they're more. I, you know, I guess every band is. I'd rather see them live than listen to them, but they're like way more heavier towards someone I want to see live versus what I want to listen to on a daily basis. Yeah. And, and I mean, all the criticism that was given, I mean, yeah, the songwriting, obviously it's, just, you know, they're talking about heartache and, yeah, and it's the same shit, yeah. you know I mean? It's the same shit. And there are a lot of tropes in electronic music and especially that kind of house progressive house music. Like you're going to get that kind of, those are kind of the themes all the time. Like I understand why some people would not like it. However, for me, number two, 421. Read. Anything That's to add, Reed? I already said my spiel. Not really. Nothing that I haven't already said. Um, <laughs> the, Rufus is great. Um, live performance amplifies everything. I'm actually at a point now where I think I, I'm a bit sick of the album because I listen to it so much <laughs> lately. Hey, good I need, thing. That's I good. Need, sign, sign of a good album, man. I yeah. need to give I need to give it a little break, um, but yeah, I just uh, I just can't wait to see live. That's all I was I thinking about as as I heard it and all the little little quirks in, of it the, and the, the intricacies. And, yes, and I mean people could say EDM is monotonous four on the floor, but I mean listen to Wildfire. Like there's 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 contrast in that album. There's, there's it goes up and down. Fantastic. Yeah. That's all I have to say. All right, number oh, one. Number one and. Uh, yeah, I won't even say that part, but okay. <laughs> Lundy's number one album of 2021. Jubilee by Japanese Breakfast. Wow. This is so when I look back at all the albums we did this year, I tried to ask myself which one will stand the test of time and really you know 20 years down the road which one is someone listening to for how good it is and this was the only one that i truly could select um i think everything about it is amazing she has about seven different styles on the album but never feels out of place like they still manage to jive together, even though they're completely different. Her lyrics are amazing. Her songwriting, exceptional. Her voice is not like anything else that's really singing, but yet it's like if you heard a Japanese breakfast song and you've heard Japanese breakfast before, you would know it's you would know it's her. Michelle Zahner, I think is how you say her name. I just you know the the album goes from super upbeat songs like be sweet to these long rumbling like dragged out kind of building songs like posing in bondage and you know i it just touches on subjects i could talk about it for hours i think on this album um it is by far the most listened to i think when i had my spotify uh year and year wrapped pop up the my top five songs listening of the year were all five songs from this album uh but number one artist was still phoebe bridgers somehow uh <laughs> but yeah no uh you know i could ramble on like i said i just think this one will stand the test of time i you know this is 20 years down the road i expect to be still listening to this album yeah um I mean, Rob's had a number five, and spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> I 
I have it at number one as well. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Okay, that, so, I did not expect that. So whoa. let's. Whoa, you didn't expect it, Ross? I only have one oh, left, yeah. Ross. Japanese, no. For you, I didn't think. I didn't think that was your number one. No. Anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, for the flow of this, it just makes sense to do it this way. Um, I just want to, uh, you know, echo. I guess what uh, what my boy Lundy there said. Uh, TSR was 8.7 personal rating is 8.8 it would be higher than that if I did it again so this was uh, we, we reviewed this one in June and um, for uh, I don't know if we really dug into this too much but when we first started TSR we would choose an album on Friday and have our review done for the following Friday so we've changed it since then. It's more structured. We have a schedule and all that. But, uh, um, you know, there were good things and bad things about it. But one thing is it really rushed things, right? We, we, would, we would give our pick on the Friday afternoon. You know, whatever you get into the weekend, usually pretty busy, minimal listens. And you pick it up the next week. You got Monday to Thursday to really get, wrap your head around it and uh, pump out a review by Friday, right? So with this one, hadn't heard of japanese break japanese what like, come on. <laughs> like like lundy like what are you what are you dropping on here right so i listened to it once on the friday i think which was you know my common thing i try to get one listen to kind of say ah, oh, what am i working with here and this one i listened i was like who is this like really high singing somewhat timid girl like you know you only wrap your head around it so much after one listen by, by wednesday the next week I was like, man, she is unreal. Like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, she, I mean, going on what Lenny said, it's just uh, musically, it's brilliant. Um, you know, it opens up with uh, Paprika. If you open up the lyrics to that song, you're just like, man, it's uh, there's just so much packed into one neat little tidy package, right? Be Sweet from the moment I heard it reminded me like Madonna in the 80s. I don't know why. It just gave me that like dancing, like a provocative kind of flirty vibe. And then you get, uh, what is it? Kokomo? Kokomo. Kokomo, yeah. Then then there's a really good song about her mother's uh, death with cancer that kind of hit home. And just, I mean, one thing after the other leading up to that review date on the Friday, she just kept checking boxes. I was like, man, like, I don't know if this is a uh, normal thing for me and my taste, but she has killed it. And just over time, um, over the last year, it has grown in popularity for me. Um, um, I, I think, you know, a lot of the songs are great one after another. I mentioned earlier, uh, that uh, posing in bondage would be an amazing live song, and I, I hope to one day hear it. Uh, Tactics, be sweet. I mean, you you name them. Sit, where she's talking about uh, sitting on her boyfriend's face, like that's great. Um, her, her last album, she had a song about uh, road roadhead. Yeah. Oh, not so. not only a song, but the opening song of the album is called Roadhead. I <laughs> yeah. saw that on Spotify. I was like, is that like like, like literally, or is that just like? Is oh, it's like literal. Like funny, like met, like a metaphor. Or no, like, straight up just, real. Just, just sucking it. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, just, I guess to summarize, uh, yeah, um, there were a lot of back and forth. Uh, we'll get into our top ten songs. I mean, I put those together those rankings this morning. I swear to God, because they're all so close. This wasn't particularly close. This is my runaway number one. Um, and yeah, thank you, Jay Brecky. Jay Brecky season, baby. So yeah, so I'll close it out. Um, I know uh, after Surrender came out, which was, we were hyped forever about it. And uh, I gave it a 9.5. I'm sure you guys both thought, okay, that's Surrender's number one. That's, that's got to be the best, right? Because I mean, Donna's too damn long, right? Anyway, yeah, it's not I digress. Can't be Donna. So this album, uh, I was, I, I had to take a step back when I, when I reviewed Surrender, I kind of was like, okay, I love this album, but am I being a little too biased? Because I love dance music. What album really resonates the most as far as you take songwriting, producing, put everything together, what would be the best album? So for me, the number one spot, it was, it kind of blew everything else away when I really thought about it and listened to everything again is uh, Call Me to Get Lost, Call the Creator. I have enjoyed Tyler's music forever from, from his beginning, from Goblin, 
from the very beginning. And when Yonkers came out and Kanye West is the one who supported that and got him famous in the first place. I've loved Tyler. He's been evolving over the years. I mean, you look at the guy. I mean, Reed sent me a video the other day, him sitting in the studio, just making us just riffing and producing a song. Like he, he does everything. His, his raps are super introspective. He talks about taking his mom off the streets, talking about leaving his comfort zones, leaving California, his hometown. Everything really hits. Lyrically, it's fantastic. His flow is fantastic. The beats he produces all himself, amazing. I mean, I just, I can't, I can't speak enough about Tyler Creator. I think he's fantastic. I think this album uh, for me is the best. And uh, no, it's just, it's a super solid album. And like the lyrics are great. I mean, we talk about songwriting, like Lucy, Lucy Dick is a great songwriter. This is almost like the hip hop version of that, where everything he's saying is very personal and very powerful, but just does it a different way. And I think for me is number one. And excellent choice. You know, the, in the same way that I don't resonate a whole lot with EDM, it's, it's similar with uh, rap music. But at the same time, Tyler knocked it out of the park with this album. And if I was strictly thinking critically, like trying to put myself in the shoes of just critically picking the best album of the year, I don't know if he'd be number one, but he definitely would have made my top five. Yeah. It, like, the album is amazing straight from the fact that it's built like a mixtape, like something from the nineties. Like I love that aspect of it. Yep. And you know, the whole part of uh, you touched on there, like what he's, what he raps about and his lyrics, you know, the, my biggest qualm with, with rap music half the time is it's all about, you know, living on the streets and killing people and making all kinds of money and stuff. And it's just like, it's like, it seems to be, the same people are rapping about the same stuff, but with Tyler, he actually is rapping about something that's meaningful to me and something you can at least resonate with. And, you know, on to boot his, he's exceptionally live, uh, which, which always um, is another uh, aspect I look at when, when seeing artists, but yeah, I can't say enough good things about him. He's, Probably one of the best rappers going right now. Not yeah, probably. Gonna, he is one of the best rappers going right now. I'm going to touch on this before Reed gets there so I don't forget. But yeah, obviously, yeah, live is great. I saw Moshega. Fantastic. Really, really good. But like you said, like, I, I always compare him to Kanye West. And I feel like there, is, there are parallels with their careers where Kanye came into this. When Kanye West got really popular, and I know I'm going on a tangent with Kanye West right now, but uh, when... Um, that was like 50 Cent Gangster Rap, like G-Unit. Kanye West came in and was like, hey, guys. I'm going to talk about other stuff. I'm going to dress. I'm going to dress. I'm going to wear pink. I'm going to do what I want. I feel like Tyler in the same way. He talks about mental health. He talks about insecurities. Like he takes, he takes rap away from your stereotypical rap and it creates its own, it, it creates its own kind of, uh, its own kind of aura. And uh, yeah, I don't, can't speak. I can't say enough good things. Number one, hundred percent. Yeah, man, I'm actually really good. Really happy that you, uh, that you chose him because while he's not on my list, it gives an opportunity to to give thoughts. Um, I think I'm right in line with uh, with what Lundy said. Um, <clears throat> I mean, if you go back and uh, www.tsr2sweetreviews.com, everybody, um, if you read my re- <laughs> if you read my review without looking at my ranking, you might think, "Damn, this guy gave it a high eight or a nine for sure." It's because the appreciation into what he does is is next level. Uh, but when it like, I mean, there's, there's a taste factor that comes into all music and, uh, we, me and the boys talk about it all the time, how it's a bit of a struggle. Like, you know, Tyler's not something that I'll, I'll put on all the time, but it doesn't mean I can't appreciate what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? That goes the same with Adele. Like she's incredible, but am I waking up on a Saturday throwing on Adele? Not unless I'm real sad. You know, uh, <laughs> but like, go uh, easy <laughs> on me, Reed. <laughs> but I mean, uh, yeah, Ross touched on it. I mean, the guy, he's uh, he's like the, the 2021 rapper. Like, you just like go on his Instagram, man. He's like, he has fashion lines, he's like an art fanatic. Like, looking at his, his song list now, like. Uh, like looking at Lumberjack, Hot Wind Blows, Masta, that uh, the number son- number 10 song, I, I called it the uh, the Jesus of Suburbia of, 
of Tyler Creator because it's like a 10 minutes long song with like four songs in it, which are, which is awesome. Like I was going to use it in my top 10 as almost like a cheat song because it gives me four. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like you, you just listen to that and then throw on like, do me, do me a favor and, and put on uh, call me if you get lost and then throw me on the next Travis Scott shit and tell me which one's better. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Travis Scott. Tell me which yeah. one is more creative. Um, and like, j- just go on his Instagram, look at his live performances, look at the way he puts together stuff. It's, uh, it's inspiring, man. The guy's great. Um, and uh, yeah, I- I'm glad you put him here so we can talk about it. Yeah, big, big time, Roz. Like, that is awesome that you put him there because personally, like I said, he wouldn't make my personal music, but damn, if that album isn't good and he knocked it out of your Well, there you have it, folks. Who got it right? Make sure you let us know. Also, be sure to check in next week where we go over our top 10 songs of 2021. On behalf of the crew, this is Roz saying, have a good week. See you next time.